0: Hey Changemaker, I'm Holly Rustic and I'm the host of Grant Writing and Funding. And I am here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and advance mission. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have a very awesome episode today, so thank you so much for joining me. We are going to look at grant success, and this is kind of a follow-up to last week because we were talking about grant percentages and how that may not be a true indicator, and I just briefly touched on it, so I wanted to go into more depth today. All right, so what's your grant success? Five reasons this might be a myth, right? What if you're using, oh, I've submitted one grant and I got it awarded, so it's 100%. Or whatever you're using, I submitted one grant and I got nothing, so it's 0%, right? It doesn't really show a true indicator of how good of a grant writer you actually are. What does show a good indicator of that is basically just the time you need to put in to write grants. But how do you communicate that to potential clients? And how do you possibly as a nonprofit, you know, be able to articulate what is you know, who to hire, who is actually a good grant writer. So this episode today is great for you as a nonprofit leader, if you're looking to hire a grant writer and you really want to understand if they're any good. And this is also a great episode for you as a freelance grant writer or who want to become one and to be able to really sell yourself and to also look internally to make sure that you're increasing your skills and that you are becoming a very competitive grant writer and that when people ask you that question, so what's your success percentage rate, right? You don't come back to them and say, oh, 53 or 70 or 80. I mean, chances are they have no idea what that even means, right? (laughs) Like, how do they know if 50% is good or 80% is good? It's like they're asking a question that they're not even sure if you give an answer how to even analyze that answer. So it's a little, it's very, very skewed, not a little bit. It's very skewed. So we want to be able to show you how you can give a good response um, of saying, well, this is what I've done, and my, you know, you know, maybe you don't have an actual success rate, but what I have done is one X amount of uh, money, you know, right? I've been able to secure X amount of grants. I've worked with these kind of nonprofits. So we are going to go over that entire messaging today, and we also have a downloadable. So please uh, stick around for that. So if you are a grant writer, then you probably get asked by potential clients what your success rate is. Like I just said. What is your percentage of grants won? Well, I completely understand this question. It isn't the clearest level of what success is as a grant writer. Sure, there is definitely clout to having grants awarded, and I definitely recommend you boasting about your secured grants so potential nonprofit clients can see what types of grants and clients you have worked with. But stating an 80% or 50% success rate doesn't really say how good of a grant writer you are, right? And once again, the nonprofit that asks you that, they might not be able to interpret what the, that answer anyways. So, of course, you can and should track Grants 1 for your own methodology, right, for your own purposes. And you can definitely get a free downloadable at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash grant dash success. So go ahead, if you would like to just to get a checklist of all the points that we're gonna talk about today, I'm gonna give you five definite points of why a percentage rate is not a good indicator, and then I'm going to go ahead and give you some pointers on what is and how to communicate. So if you wanna get a checklist um, on those points, as well as just a tracking system, go ahead and go to www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash grant dash success. All right, guys, so before we go into detail on this episode, I want to give a shout out to jen H twenty nineteen, and she left a review on iTunes. Yeah, thank you so much, Jen. All right, so she wrote, love her personality. Grant writing can be a pretty dry topic to talk about, but Holly's personality is golden. If you've ever spoken with or emailed Holly before, you'll immediately recognize her sense of humor and happy-go-lucky nature in her podcast. Plus it's packed full of great information. Thank you again so much, Gen H2019. I totally appreciate you writing that on the iTunes as a review. And those of you listening, please subscribe. And if you have subscribed, um, please do also leave a rating and review, and I will try to get it on the air, so it'll be a lot of fun. But it really does help other people find the podcast. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the grant writing success rate and why a percentage isn't necessarily a good indicator. A lot of time, you as a grant writer won't even know what success rate is unless you are tracking it. But your success rate is built upon a variety of variables. Let's go ahead and talk about those five main variables. Number one is quantity. If you have a ton of clients, your success rate could actually be lower. For example, you might write 10 grants per client and have 30 different grants, right? You might get two or three grants awarded per client. So that could be a total of 30 grants secured and could total well into the millions of dollars. But your success rate might only be 10%. Ugh. On the other hand, if you only have written one grant and got it secured, then you have a 100% success rate. So you can see that this might not be a good indicator of you being a good grant writer because when you're just looking at quantity, you know, it doesn't really weigh out. So the, the data is very skewed. Cause I would say if you got 30 grants secured, you know, for a total of 30 clients, that's amazing. That's awesome. Especially in the millions of dollars, like that's great. Number two, nonprofit credibility. A grant writer's success rate is much of the time really supported by the credibility and experience of the nonprofit. If a nonprofit has been around for 40 plus years, secured a multitude of grants, maybe 30% of their annual operating budget is supported by grants, right? And has a strong infrastructure, then your grant writing success is automatically increased just based on the health of the nonprofit. As a grant reviewer, You know, they look at resumes with a strong track record on managing grants and implementing grants. And they will definitely have more confidence in the application versus a startup nonprofit's grant application. So if a reviewer is looking at this and they're like, Oh man, they've, they've already managed, you know, multi-million dollar grants, da, 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 da. They know how to do this. They're going to naturally give you a lot more confidence, right? So your competitiveness, you know, it goes up in getting that grant. All right. Number three. Nonprofit project experience. So if the nonprofit has had years of experience serving a similar project that is asking for funding, they will have a leg up. This differs from overall experience as it looks at specific project experience. So it differs from the one I just spoke about because it's not just the nonprofit as a whole that has secured grants, I mean, that's awesome too, but it's looking at if the nonprofit has had similar projects. For example, if the nonprofit has a women's project that serves victims of crime with housing and now they're going to ask for grant funding for supportive services, such as counseling, transportation, and childcare for their existing clients that are in their housing, right, they will have a higher chance of securing a grant compared to a nonprofit who has never served victims of crime and is asking for the same funding. The most basic reason is obvious. They have experience working with the women, but they can also bring things into the grant, such as testimonials of current clients, requesting these additional services, letters of support from partners that support the work that the nonprofit does with women, and completing surveys with their current clients. According to Funding for Good, a success rate for a well-established nonprofit can be around 90%, right, in securing grants. Expanding programs, so not well-established, but expanding programs, may only be around 80% and startup projects around 30%. So it really does depend in large part of how much the nonprofit has experience with similar projects. Funding begets funding. So right there, you can can see where if it's a startup project and they come to you and you're like, my success rate is 30%. That might sound really low to them, but actually that's pretty high for new projects. So there you go. So it's, it's really, really skewed once again. All right, so number four, funding priorities. This year is a year of opiate grants, research, and STEM funding, right? Last year was human trafficking. The trends of federal grants is reflected, you know, from the political administration and also society, right? So it's not to say that this is entirely 100% accurate, as there is still funding out there for climate change programs. Go no up. But the priorities of the federal government do change the course of what priority areas get more funding. A lot of nonprofits get off mission and tend to follow these political whims and quote unquote, chase the money. I do not recommend this as you will not be true to your branding and messaging. And when the money comes in, if you get it even awarded, it actually could be the downfall of your nonprofit because you're not following your mission. But it is true that there are hot and sexy funding priorities that change from year to year. If you are writing a lot of grants for opiate programs this year, your success rate could increase. And number five, Knowing the grant. Another variable is how well you as a grant writer know a certain grant. For example, I tend to write administration for Native American grants and have won um, two, which have amounted to a total of nearly $2 million. And I've also served as a grant reviewer on ANA grant panels for four years. I know this grant pretty well and keep up with the funding opportunity announcement changes. This grant is one of the most competitive grants out there, but it is one that I am very familiar with. Other grants I'm very familiar with and have won for various nonprofits are local foundation grants. As I tend to work with a lot of local clients, I keep up with the local foundation grants, and these can be easier to secure than competing with national foundation grants. So do look for your geographic area when looking at foundations. And it's easier than to you know keep up with their website and even run into people at you know different meetings that are on the board and get relationships. You know, it is a lot easier to do it that way. So if the nonprofit really knows the grant well, their success rate will be higher. It's not to say that it's guaranteed, but it will be higher. I also know other grant writers who only write grants for specific grants and categories, such as SAMHSA grants for family and children programs. They know they are more successful and likely to win these grants, so that is what they do. Some departments at universities focus nearly exclusively on NSF and NIH grants, right? So this is due to it being in part a super good fit and them getting experience writing these grants and in return, getting the feedback, right? Like we talked about last in episode 72, um, where you get the feedback. If it gets denied and you do not get it funded, you update your grant uh, with the feedback and you resubmit. So this really is a great way for their success being very good at securing these types of grants. Now if you are a generalist grant writer and tend to write grants for nonprofits that range from private Christian colleges to conservation efforts in the Great Lake region, then your success rate could be very different than specialist grant writers that might only write for NSF, right? You could still be winning the same amount of funding or even more, but the percentage could look different. So there you have it, the top five reasons that success percentage rates are not entirely a true indicator on your grant writing skills. Number one, a percentage is tweaked by the number of grants you have written. Number two, it depends on the credibility of the nonprofit in large part. Number three, the experience that the nonprofit has had with the project. Number four, current funding priorities of federal grants and society trends. Number five, how well you as a grant writer know the grant. All right, so that's all well and good, but what is a good indicator then? So number one, the types of grants you have secured. If you have secured Department of Justice grants and you are working with a nonprofit that may have recidivism projects, then you will be more attracted to these types of nonprofits, right? Or maybe your clients are varied. You have, you know, you're a generalist and you have clients all over the map. So that those types of grants you have written should also be varied, Maybe only ri- you have only written foundation grants and a new client wants federal grants only. Then you may not be the best grant writer for that client until you learn how to write federal grants. The bottom line is writing more grants produces more awarded grants. It's simple math, and it totally reminds me <laughs> of the idea that women who go out to a bar might approach one guy, get shut down, and go sulk in a corner for the rest of the night. Whereas the guy goes out to the bar believing he will get shut down at least 10 times, but will likely get a yes on number 11. Now, I am totally not saying all guys are like this, but there is some truth behind this kind of example with asking and asking helps refine the ask and eventually you will get a yes. So you do need to just keep writing grants, keep writing grants, keep writing grants. Okay, number two. The types of nonprofit you have worked with. If you have worked with startup nonprofits and due to the nature of startups, work more on developing projects, then you will be more attractive to startup nonprofits, right? Vice versa. If you work with larger nonprofits, then you might be able to have leverage with working with larger nonprofits. And this is the way you can sell yourself: to say, say if you have a startup nonprofit coming to you, why should I hire you? Uh, what is your percentage success rate? Well, you say, well, you just kind of go over that and just say, I've worked with uh, 20 other startup nonprofits and I've been able to help them get $3 million and they've all had really great success in reporting to their projects, um, having sustainable pro- projects that keep going on year to year. This says a lot more than 50%, 30%, 70%, right? So that's the way you can kind of uh, change that dialogue. Number three, how well you are aware of priority shifts. Noting what is a priority for funding sources can also help you market to new clients. But most of all, this helps secure and maintain clients because you go through the shifts and pay attention to the federal guidelines and societal changes under foundations. Right? Just what I was saying, like, opioids is a big federal focus right now. So more opioid programs. So now you know you might your success rate may increase. The other thing is it's more saturated. A lot more people are applying for those types of grants. So it does become a little more competitive, but there's a lot more money going around for that. Okay. So also following grants.gov is a great way to keep up with federal guidelines. And also following foundations on social media can give you updated information on where trends are headed. So, you know, LinkedIn is a great one for foundations, you know, but even Instagram, that's also good if you want to kind of just, you know, just follow some. So when they come up in your feed and you can kind of see what's going on. And the same way with Grants.gov, you can get on their mailing list so you know of any like big updates or they, they send you the blog. So you can just kind of pay attention with what's going on in the larger overall political, economic and societal shifts. And just knowing something small, HUD has a big shift going away from providing group housing for homeless people, and they're doing more individual with caseworkers or even just caseworkers, having people have caseworkers, because they really see that peer support is more effective than say residential treatment. So there's definitely different things going on continually. And you just staying on top of this, being able to give your clients little tips to kind of shift or align their, their grant projects can be a great way just to be the expert and to stay the expert in the field. Number four, how well you know the grant or agency. And this definitely aligns with number one and three, but goes a step deeper. How well do you know a particular funding source? This goes back to my example of the Administration for Native American grant or local foundation grants, right? So go a step further and develop relationships who serve on the board at local foundations. You know, really find out, are they hanging out at the Rotary Club Association? Do they go to the, the chamber association or agencies? You know, really get involved with what's going on in your community so you know what kind of com- is coming up and what kind of shifts are going to happen. And then you're just kind of that liaison for your clients. And number five, how many grants you have written and how much funding you have secured. So it's once again, goes to that writing grants begets funding, right? So you want to be able to say, you know, maybe you're a success rate, like you don't even need to go with your percentage of 20% or whatever, whatever. If you've been able to secure $30 million variety of nonprofits, like that's huge. And you just writing, 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 you're going to get you're gonna get grants. You're gonna eventually start winning grants. You're gonna start learning the process. You're gonna get feedback. You're just gonna become a better grant writer who's more competitive. And once you start receiving funding, you know, that's really when they want to ask, how much money have you been able to secure? So that's a better indicator in some ways. But still, you you know, you really have to have the experience because it could be the same conversation as, well, I wrote one grant, it got secured, and it was a million dollars. So it sounds like, you know, a million dollars, but if it's only one grant, you know, it could have been a really good priority area. It could have been a really credible nonprofit. It might not mean that you're the best grant writer in the world. So there you have it. There's some great ways that you can go ahead and say why people should hire you and what success really is and how you can evaluate that success. Okay, I know all you newbie grant writers are thinking, Holly, that is all well and good, but I have never written or even won any grants yet. How do I get clients? How do I start this process? So we're definitely gonna go more into depth in the next couple of weeks. For now, go ahead and download the free downloadable on how to track grants, as well as a checklist from today's episode at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash grant dash success. All right, and just to sum all of this up today, so five reasons that a grant percentage is a myth, is number one, quantity of grants. It's skewed depending on the quantity of grants that you've written, the number of grants you've written. Number two, it really depends a lot on the nonprofit's credibility. How well is their organization positioned in winning grants will help you as a grant writer win more grants. Number three, nonprofit project experience. How well is the organization um, aligned with winning similar projects or already having existing projects? Number four, funding priorities. What's going on in the external world, right? What's going on in the political, economic, and and what's going on in society? Number five, knowing the grant. How well do you as a grant writer know the grant? And then five ways to show real grant success. Number one, the types of grants you have secured. You know, what kind of grants are you actually winning? How can you position yourself to pitch to a nonprofit? And what should a nonprofit be looking for? Number two, the types of nonprofits you have worked with. You know, are you working with exclusively huge nonprofits that already have credibility? They already have existing programs. And then you're going to go with a startup. There's a lot of differences within that, right? They may not have a budget writer. and You're going to have to be doing that. So you also know how to do that number three how well you are aware of priority shifts and this is kind of the opposite right of the myth it really depends on where the priority shifts are so staying on top of it being an expert and a leader in in this realm and you don't have to pay attention to every single thing it's once again it's staying in your lane understanding what grants you're actually writing and staying on top of that number four how well you know the grant or agency right and this is very similar to number three as you have to stay aligned with the project priorities but go a step further and really get familiar with specific grants with specific agencies not just their priorities but you know how they structure their funding opportunity announcements all of that and number five how many grants you have written and how much funding you have secured so it's once again goes to that writing grants begets funding right so that is what I have for this week so please do get your downloadable and also once again thank you Jen 2019 for leaving the amazing review on iTunes and yes please if you guys do subscribe please go ahead and leave a rating or review on iTunes I love to see all the comments I personally read each and every single review all right guys I'll talk to you next week bye bye do you want to join the changemaker tribe and get courses downloadable checklists Samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe, and discounts on grant services. Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at Funding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.